Hello and welcome to the Recommendation Game. Uh, this is a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie that the other person hasn't seen and then we meet to discuss it. We also you're watch li- the movie. Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, you're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. I'm Ricardo Deacon. I'm Oral McNeilis. And we're joined by my brother, um, friend of the podcast, and um, repeat offender of this <laughs> podcast, uh, Felipe Deacon. Present. <laughs> Present. And accounted for later <laughs> as it is tradition later. for our guests it is felipe's pick uh it is 2020 oh, <laughs> so used to saying 2017 or whatever we haven't had a very early naughties movie yeah. i think mm-hmm. maybe ever so which is very naughty of us. Hey. Hey, uh, which is primer from 2004 uh, everything by Shane Carruth uh, and then uh, co-starring <laughs> David Sullivan. Give the man respect. Directed by Shane Carruth, produced by Shane Carruth, written by Shane Carruth, starring Shane Carruth and David Sullivan. Cinematography by Shane Carruth, music by Shane Carruth, edited by Shane Carruth. Synopsis is... Uh, you can synopsize this one. Uh, intellectual <laughs> engineers Aaron and Abe build and sell error checking technology with the help of their friends Robert and Philip. But they're not important. But when Aaron and Abe accidentally invent what they think is a time machine, Abe builds a version capable of transporting a human and puts the device to the test. As the two friends obsess over their creation, they discover the dark consequences of their actions. So, Felipe, why did you pick this movie? Uh, I've got a couple of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, because I think it is such a complex movie and such a, a movie that is so much fun to actually try to disentangle what actually happened in it that I think it was just made for, for something like this podcast. Because I think half the fun of the movie is after you watch it, just trying to figure it out yeah. what actually <laughs> has gone down. And that's almost irrelevant towards the did you like the movie or did you, or if you didn't it's just actually trying the film is a puzzle that i think the the director invites the viewer to to actually put in the work afterwards to actually figure out what happened and i think that's just great uh i think it is pretty much the single greatest time travel movie ever made is off the Whoa, top of my controversial. head um, something like Terminator 2 maybe would be the only thing that I'd kind of put on the same pedestal yeah. but at the same time Terminator 2 is not actually trying to interrogate what yeah. actual time travel yeah. would be like so there's only one travel like it's the yeah. difference between uh, Back the to the, the Future 1 and Back to the Future 2 that is like, the, the exploration Terminator plan. 2 is like the time travel is just an excuse to have robots fighting in yeah. LA in 1994 it's you know? not the core but it's just an action movie like yeah. a but this around um, that nice convenient kind of like I, I would say that this film is way superior to something like Looper for example which is a film that yeah. actually is explicitly about time Looper, travel Looper is fun but it's not interrogating what this uh, film is funnily enough Shane Carrot apparently was a consultant uh, in Looper uh, just to keep Rian them all. Johnson yeah yeah Rian <laughs> Johnson uh, gave him a shout like and had him uh, give notes for the script should uh, have hired him for Last Jedi as well Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Shane Cara's <laughs> Star Wars movie would be something that I would, uh, I would pay money. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, uh, I think that's another thing. Uh, I also think that just um, from the point of view of it being entertaining and really funny, uh, and I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, subte- subtext about things like 9-11 in the film and about uh, Enron and the white-collar kind of uh, greed 
and the mm. wave of kind of like the dot-com bust of the early 2000s that I find it really interesting. I, I think there's quite a bit of politics in the film that uh, <laughs> that uh, is not necessarily um, at the forefront o- overt, but if you dig underneath the surface, it's definitely there. I admire Shin Carrot as a as a filmmaker immensely. Like the fact that he made the whole thing for what age was he? Like a, I think just to judge from the like, the performance, yeah, he must have been early thirties uh, at the at 29. the most. You know, like a uh, like a, he definitely wasn't very old at all. Like yeah. a, I I think is very cool. That is the only sensation movie I can think of that was made by somebody who has a PhD in mathematics and engineering. Yeah, and it so, shows. Um, it hundred percent shows. Yeah. I love the fact the fact that the film doesn't take you by the hand. Like uh, he makes absolutely no concessions towards exposition or trying to <laughs> trying to make the viewer comfortable, and like the effect that it has is is just incredible. Is is I think it's one of the most rewarding filmmaking experiences I've uh, I've ever had. Like uh, watching this is, is is a film that just rewards repeated viewings, and I've seen it six or seven times at this stage, mm. and every time I watch it. I still don't understand it completely, <laughs> but uh, but I like it more. So there's a few things cool. there, I guess. That's yeah. a great intro. So Orlo, what did you think of Primer? Primer. Um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I watched this pretty much kind of in the same week or the same fortnight as watching uh, Altered Carbon, the uh, the net the new Netflix series with uh, with Joel Kinnerman. Kinnerman. Kinnerman, Kinnerman, Kinnerman yeah. yeah. Robocop. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> God, he's Robocop. He Robocop. And when you see how ripped he is in Altered Carbon, you kind of understand, <laughs> geez, the size of that man. But um, I also watched uh, Blade Runner 2049, finally. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting to watch then, then to watch to watch Primer. And uh, <clears throat> it's funny because like the two of them, like they're just sort of like well-handled, smooth, you know, beautifully constructed sort of... Um, I don't use the word confections, but like these sort of like beautifully presented objects, but in their own way are quite derivative, Mm. derivative of, in the case of, you know, Blade Runner of obviously the original Blade Runner and then Alter Carbon is just pilfering from everywhere, including Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, And I think like when it comes to science fiction, even uh, like modern science fiction, even, you know, in like 2004, it's very, very hard to make something that feels fresh I think particularly like even with something like um with like Black Mirror coming out now as well. Um although Black Mirror hasn't really handled time travel, has it? No, but but funny no. enough, like I hadn't even thought about comparing this to Black Mirror, but this is very Black Mirror ish, I guess. Yeah, I think I think like it made me think of Black Mirror as well because I think one of the things that makes this feel fresh is it's 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 handled in the way of like how I like my science fiction, which is not very far removed from our own reality and like something like black mirror or also like children of men as well where it doesn't feel you know you you haven't moved into 2049 where it's completely you know and you immediately have to learn all these new rules all these new terms all this new and you've all this bullshit to wade through of just world building before you you know you finally get down to what is actually interesting which is the characters and like the journey they're on or whatever Uh, what i love about this is the just the mundanity of it of like everything is gray like the fact that they all wear like those baggy early naughty suits and like how they're either in his garage or a shitty house or you know sitting around under like strip lighting and you know it's it's it doesn't feel uh 
it feels it has like a sense of realism to it um and not even like also just like in the way that like the style the way it's made and everything like the way it's shot and like how low budget it looks and everything um which i don't think is is a bad thing at all like obviously there's a shot in like you know i think that all the money went to uh the film stock uh it's grainy it's you know but i didn't find that distracting at all i think that um for the little money that they had they it's quite you know it's well made i think but um yeah, it, it, it makes like that sense of realism is just really interesting because you you quite you believe that these dudes could have done this, have could have like just basically stumbled on this like ridiculous scientific discovery that's like, you know, the the sheer knock on effect of discovering something like this, that literally just discovering it in your garage. And it made me think as well of um of Halt and Catch Fire. And that, and like the first, is it the first, like the pilot of Halt and Catch Fire where they, they like, they disassemble to get the bio? It is, yeah, yeah. It's the only episode of Halt and Catch Fire I've seen, but I remember. They reverse engineering. Yeah, they reverse engineer the IBM. Um, When, you know, like that kind of thing of like the the real sort of like tactile kind of like back to basics of just the actual construction of this like incredibly rudimentary box and like, you know, very fundamental like science or whatever. But um, like, I think what you were saying about the fact that he doesn't, handhold the audience as well um he very much sticks to his convictions of that as well and that is something that we have talked about a lot of Mm. films that attempt to do something different within a particular genre um or you know a particular style of filmmaking and they just don't quite they 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 at some point throughout the film kind of go oh but maybe they we lose should. their guts yeah like they, a... they lose they lose your guts which is completely understandable don't drink enough rum yes yes <laughs> what um it's always disappointing whenever you kind of get into something and it turns into something that you've already seen. And this doesn't do that at all. Like he at no point throughout this is he kind of going, is he turning to the camera and going, okay, so this is what's going on. There's a little bit of that with the narration, which I had to get used to because I was a bit like, oh, narrator. Oh, but you know, if, if it wasn't there, if he wasn't there sort of, sort of explaining it, I suppose it would just be. Oh yeah. No, there there are a couple um, of bits that it's like, if the narrator hadn't popped over, you'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's the? They have a term machine. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Wait. What? Um, yeah. Like so. I I did really enjoy it. Um, I do think though. Like, I think I admired it more more than loved it. I think, and I do. I do want to say that I want to watch this again. I wanted to watch it again before just to see, but I didn't have time. Even though it's only seventy seven minutes long. Um, I think that. You just don't care, or yeah, I just don't care. <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. <laughs> I find the like kind of from the 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 first kind of like the opening scene and and like as the film starts and like the first kind of where you're introduced to the characters, I was like, oh no, physics bros. <laughs> and. <laughs> I think what's interesting and also kind of problematic is that as the film goes on, you obviously start to feel more for Abe and you care more about him mm. because obviously he's kind of like the moral character or whatever. But I think rather than it, like, you know, you end up not liking Aaron and, you know, like that, that's fine. This wasn't way he's kind of like the villain or like the, his own greed and like ego and everything. But um, I think what kind of became a problem is his motivations became quite confusing so uh, like i think like in sort of in like the final third of this it started to fall apart a little bit like narratively and not kind of in the way that 
like oh it's really confusing you're not sure what's going on because that's kind of you know obviously that's, that's done part, a, of, the that's point part anyway, of it yeah. yeah and that i never didn't have a problem with that because I mean, as i was watching it i was trying to unravel it and and like you know you're kind of you there's things you're not going to pick up on and i had to kind of like really think about it afterwards but i think like just the fact that you know it turns like oh aaron's evil aaron's gone back in time blah 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 um which is like it's fine but i don't understand why he does it why he's suddenly this villain why he goes off at the end to like start his empire and build more of the machine or more of the box um it just felt as if we were missing a scene or something that kind of showed why Aaron is like that or why that would happen and I think the thing that would sort of solve the problems that I had would be and what I think the problem is is that his budget because it's not long enough mm. and I feel particularly because I think that this is a movie that um, is, is like kind of rare in a way because the, the middle section is the best bit of this film mm. like just them like tooling around where, having where fun is essentially like yeah a, like where is uh, this Dallas yeah, okay Dallas mm-hmm. um, I don't even knew that it's just like this incredibly grey like you know suburban area that they're in it does feel like um, uh, Jeff K died near <laughs> yep mm-hmm. um <laughs> Just the ghosts of the motorcade. Yeah. Like, what the no, fuck? because of the the, the streets. Are, like uh, I don't know. There's a lot of the big wide shots. The big wide. Yeah, actually, uh, come to think of it, like uh, the the shot of Abe repeatedly going onto the roof and kind of looking down on Aaron sitting on the park bench. And there's so many shots of them looks. There's so many shots of them like standing over like in rooftops with the with the highway behind him like i'm not mm. i wasn't joking when i said it it's that once you say it, it because dallas is so associated with that that's yeah. how i seen it in cinema and then it made sense that i yeah, seen dallas, the landscape mostly. Of dallas i'm very happy it wasn't a joke because it would have been a bad joke yeah but, uh, as an opinion it holds a lot more water like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see now i know i have to rewatch it even just with that in mm. my head um, but yeah, I just then, well, if I could go back in time and stop the JFK assassination, <laughs> fucking Stephen King watched this movie and went, "I need to make a movie and uh, write a book about burgers and the JFK assassination." Wait, why your head, Rick? <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so with James Franco. I think um, even like the fact of them sort of um, after the initial discovery going back to sort of being sort of friends again in order to like the whole thing with the party I found really strange like mostly because I didn't really understand why it took so many attempts to kind of solve the whole party thing because it was like he, he just walks in with a gun that's it's like, because of the repercussions of what happens afterwards like uh, uh, yeah so you have to get it exactly because the right thing with the party is though, if you remember the scene where probably not he's in the garage uh, Abe is in the garage with the other two lads and they go, oh, yeah. so, uh, so how's it going with Hero or whatever? That actually is about a day into their time travels, you know? Yeah. So, like, uh, so obviously, Tuesday. like, everything everything that, that spins out of the party actually happens throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. So, so obviously, like, uh, we only see they have to the keep attempt going back that to actually work goes or... accordingly to what Aaron wanted to happen. Like, and it's yeah. like, he's the big hero and there's no other repercussions kind of thing. It's like what they mentioned like, as well, um, that is, like, yeah. of the... Of the uh, the okay, they take the gun off him, but then it's like 
where it doesn't end do you have to call the police or does he yeah. come back kind of thing what, what, so which is the right timeline so it doesn't get explored uh, what I thought of the movie okay okay <laughs> okay yeah well I'm I'm almost finished okay. <laughs> uh, no that, that's pretty much that's um, uh, I just I, yeah I think it, I think it should be longer I think like more exploration into like their relationship and how everything goes like starts to go completely awry I think and, and, and it would just it'd give it more more oomph at the end whenever like they they parrot and like Abe going back to trying to like stop the whole thing from ever happening um but I did really like it like it was it was it's such a mindfuck but in the best way because you're just sitting there like wait what <laughs> I, I fucking love time travel shit as well because mm. we watch Dark as well another Netflix oh movie. yeah, yeah I another heard time pretty travel, good as a uh, yeah, Stranger Things yes ish kind yes of thing. but like better than Stranger is Things is it well yeah I mean Stranger Things Stranger Things is just a different show they're yeah. different shows they just have like some similarities a very different tone very different um, but uh uh, so I, I just I love that kind of narrative but um, I yeah I loved puzzling over this even today when I was like thinking about it I was like yeah you can think mm. about this movie forever um, so Ricardo what do you think of the movie? well I really liked it to begin with uh, the the uh, I remember watching that Ethan Hawke movie with you before Felipe? oh yeah um, Premonition or something Premonition yeah yeah, yeah the no Predestination Predestination yeah that it's oh, a similar in the concept that's actually a pretty good time travel yeah, movie the, actually like a, I, I thought that would be that that was like a slightly bigger budget version of this almost you know mm. uh, that doesn't with review more, the secrets or whatever conventions yeah. or? no that no like a the predestination is very much just like a science fiction movie like it's not yeah. it's not really yeah. set in the real world but it's quite clever in its own way about yeah, about time travel, travel Do you love Ethan it's well. nowhere near as convoluted as this yeah. like uh, by the yeah. time it ends you you're like oh I'm, that's I clever that. but you know what's happened <laughs> yeah. you know, like uh, uh with this uh first of all like uh i like the only bits that i read about of the movie uh to for a for clarification was about the the production of it mm. itself because i just was interested on the yeah. like budget whatever so it's the like fact that he did everything seven thousand dollars and the the fact that like the seven thousand dollars what's the, the actual insane part is not the money is that the shooting to film ratio is two to one so there's nothing in the editing su- in, mm. in the editing floor like yeah, they yeah, exactly because they can only exactly afford what exactly they what they, what they, they yeah. shot fucking an hour and 50 minutes uh like what well, like a uh, hundred and fifty a hundred and forty eight minutes of footage mm. they shot 148 minutes of footage and got 77 minutes out of it it's insane yeah and that co- counts like the beginning and ending of a take as well yeah so like to Economical. think that you don't use at either yeah. end yeah, yeah. to think as well that like the that it, it truly shows the the scripting power of shankar ruth because he so had tight. no room to fuck around in the in the editing suite. It's literally what I have is okay. Just assemble it, really. But it, it's what kills me as well. That he says that it took him two years to fucking do post production. It's like how does it take you two years? <laughs> two years to put together <laughs> maybe that is like yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I like, was just waiting for the, mm. for the film But coming to, to that, I, I watched the movie one and a half times. Let's say. Okay. But. I got so it figured out. You more? I got it figured out because I realized that it made absolute sense. And the only thing that wasn't getting is like following the characters and because you're following the plot. The bit with the dad is... No, oh, yeah. like it makes absolute sense when you just use like the most technological advanced thing that humans have ever invented. A pen and pencil. Because all you do is that every time pencil. that they travel, you just mark them as like a new person because they become a double. Yeah. 
So then you like the, the thing about that you were talking about the uh, about his motivations is because I realized because I watched it again fast forwarding but oh, making a note of when people were traveling who which Aaron was in the scene. Yeah. Because it's like sometimes you're dealing about like Aaron after let's say Aaron A is the original one. But then it's like Aaron B, Aaron C, yeah. Aaron D. But then when he gets to Aaron 5, is he goes back to Monday before every like the, the time traveling even begins. Yeah, where he's got the... the yeah, but the thing is that like... Uh, uh, but even there, like he also travels again there and meets Aaron F or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, they have the discussion and then he leaves the house and then they have the, the discussion in the airport about leaving. And then it starts making absolute sense because you know where they are in their trip. Yeah. So once that happens, like the film is very... Because then you can actually cut the movie in a linear way. Yeah, because it's, it's not that the actual... What you're watching itself is linear, but it's mm. the people yeah. of which version is what's going Yeah, so if you cut it linear, like kind loops. of like where is each actor kind of thing... Uh, then you you realize where they are in the story, where it makes sense as well. Like the the fact of the of when in the beginning there's one fail safe and then there's mm. two fail safes because oh, he Aaron came back with, with, yeah, with a yeah. box. So it starts making sense. Also, the the fact that Aaron is more advanced than A because Aaron has traveled further back and also has stayed in time, like has traveled more times. Yeah. Because Abe is one travel short from Aaron. Because Aaron traveled that one extra time to meet Abe, Abe. before he meets him. Yeah. But the first time that Aaron is with the, with the, with ear the piece. earpiece, the, because it's before they tested the singularity, the, the earpiece is perfect. And then when Abe comes back, back to that moment, it's slightly it, yeah. off. Oh, there's like a three-second delay. No, yeah. but like the three-second delay existed on both times. But the first time that Aaron came back because they haven't broken the singularity because Aaron didn't come back with the, with the phone. So that time he got the phone call that the Aaron in the hotel didn't. And that's yeah. when they break the singularity. Ah, uh, yeah. Is that, I forgot about the phone call. That what happened then is that uh, Abe, uh, the, when Abe is listening to the tape of him playing ba basketball, the lines are slightly off. Yeah. They're not the perfect. And he misses dialogue. the shot as yeah, well. Yeah, he and misses everything. the oh, yeah. shot yeah. and everything because they broke the singularity. And then they keep exploring breaking the singularity. And because of that, the Aaron that is there is no longer the Aaron that begins. So, like, it's the because the singularity is broken, like, uh, the character is broken because it's a separate time, time frame. It's a different character. Timeline. Mm. It's a different, like, an alternate timeline. Mm. And then they also start exploring how far they can take when they are having the discussion about punching your man but th that's the thing is that when you put it in the timeline is that that's Aaron already having broken the singularity yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to convince Abe who doesn't know hence why she's, that is okay she's confused yeah, like, uh, yeah. like his, his wife is confused but she's just like wow finally you're suddenly want to gonna punch stand him. up for yeah. yourself yeah. and everything like that and then also explains the thing of the of the father the fact that because they broke the singularity Aaron does not know where the father came from because yeah. like uh when when mm. did, did he, he discover like, the, the is in a coma but it mm. was also the the fact that they were trying to get the father to invest in the company yeah so it's like so they obviously show, showed him showed the him technology like, at some point in at some point yeah. for him at to some come point back in some portion and then the it's the, the the argument that they have at the end that when uh, uh, they're leaving is that 
Aaron, there's already three Aaron's in that timeline. Mm. Like the one in the well, we don't the, even know how many. Like because he says at the end, like, uh, oh yeah, uh, if I, if there was one more attempt, I think I can live with that. You know, like uh, uh, the man in the tape because he's not sure how many more times Aaron came back to uh, to do to the four days back yeah. to, to to stop the, the gunman the party, at, the, yeah. at the party. So he's like, I can live if there's only one more. Yeah. If there's only one more, I'm, I can live with it. You know, like, uh, so there could be, for all we know, is like, it's like there could be fucking 20 uh, uh, running around. <laughs> like, uh, and uh, also, uh, it reminds me of the joke that in 2007, they had the Time Travelers uh, Conference in San Diego. <laughs> and they said, uh, if it's a Time tra- Travelers Conference, you only have to have one. Oh, God. Because if... Uh, if, if oh, my brain a little... <laughs> Oh, but it's like but it's also the the what interesting it, it, that's the weird thing is that it, once discovering that that i was no longer confused about what was happening in the movie because yeah. I, I don't think i have it exactly perfect but on another watch i don't think you can though i don't know if well, it's, Shane no, I think it's said there. in an interview that everything you need to actually make sense of the movie yeah. is it is, it is there yeah, it like is a, i mean just short because it's kind of ambiguous it, it's a moment that you make a decision A or B kind of thing. It's like a, a mathematical equation in a way that you have to make a decision to yeah. to like an algebra, but instead of missing one number, you're missing two. So each decision is like the movie has a different meaning in a way. Yeah. But like those go- Goosebumps not. books. Do you remember <laughs> yeah. whenever you could choose your own? <laughs> I love those books. Oh, like uh, choose your own adventure. adventure kind of thing. Yeah, well, you could decide at the bottom of the page what to do. We have one about I, uh, football always, players. Yeah, like and I always fucking fucked up. Soccer camp like, and everything like I that. I don't need a book <laughs> to tell me that I shit. Like I already know. At uh, soccer. But like not it, an unraveling completed time travel narrative. But then, like, what amazed me is that I thought that <laughs> because, like, in a way, it could be seen. I'm not saying that it is seen, but it could be seen as a gimmicky movie. Okay. Uh, what amazed me is that once I unraveled the mystery, let's say, it made it even more interesting because it, it, you're dealing with paradoxes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the actual causality and everything. And when they're standing and they're like, wait, oh, hold on. Hold yeah. on now. Can you answer that phone? Mm. How do cell phones work? Like, oh, that, that scene is amazing where he's so like, is that how cell phones work? He's like, I, I don't, don't know. know. And they're talking so <laughs> quickly and you're only getting like every third word because like there's so much jargon. But I, I, all that, like the, the, just them wandering around and trying to like work it out or, or, in real and, time. And that line, it must be said when it's like, "Are you hungry?" As I haven't eaten anything since later this afternoon. I love that. That is so good. <laughs> it's like, uh, that's so like it's said so throwaway as well. It's, but it's he so asked him if he's hungry when your man when Abe is about to eat the biggest chocolate muffin I've seen in my whole also, life I love that like, <laughs> like carefully he puts it he puts a chocolate it's muffin the, in same a way, plate with like w- knife milk. and fork but it's the little <laughs> details like when Aaron uh, Aaron F I think the uh, the fifth iteration of Aaron comes back that he wants to have steak and Abe is like we can't afford steak and Aaron is like oh, oh yeah, yeah we can't we afford can. it also uh, became uh, like the where Felipe was talking about of the actual politics of it and the characters and like that i was able to see the the themes more in advance but even the little details just by remembering even without watching it again because when i rewatched it i watched it throughout but i was just fast forwarding because i didn't have the time to the time travel to to, thing. to, yeah. to make the point but what i noticed is the fact that they can't do the handwriting properly it's because yeah. they put their hands over the time machine before they know that it's the time machine so their hands are slightly ahead of time that they are oh yeah so it's that their hands when they're trying to write 
their hands their are slightly are to a head, so right. that's why that's they can't. Good. Their brain is not connected. Yeah, c- completely. So, like, even moments like that, that it's like, oh shit, mm. because now I can focus on that, or even the camera movements that the when it's uh, in one way, it's always the same camera movement, you know, like to to relate, but that makes you try to. Uh, confuse yourself to thinking that what's you're in the same moment but yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but especially the, the bit on different? the roof being yeah. the the most uh, explicit one like uh yeah oh god like uh, all i kept thinking as i was watching the movie was uh imagine if uh, you're watching storage wars oh yeah <laughs> and that's what they come across every time they open up that should be the sequel <laughs> oh god like uh yeah yep. dave, dave yeah. hester dave hester yep. goes through time like uh oh god but, like, <laughs> oh so good but like uh, and also like the the graininess of it and what Roger Ebert mm. said at the, about the movies that it doesn't feel cheap because everything looks exactly, exactly how, how it should, should look. Yeah. look. Like a, yeah. And uh, yeah, like even the math of when like the difference between like Abe and Aaron, even in the beginning, that I like the, the little details of the characters. That Aaron, one of the reasons that Aaron is more hitched is that he left too early in the the, the first trip mm. when they come back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he when leaves they come slightly oh, yeah. too early. So part of him is not there. Mm. So I think that, and then also it's the the fact that time traveling, obviously the movie explains, causes uh, physical damage to your body. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, and obviously when you have year bleeding, you kind of associate with brain damage. Mm. Yeah, well, even so, the fact that he's gone back four days as well, yeah. rather than six yeah. hours. It's Jeez, like that's imagine gonna... that four days sitting inside the machine just think like about a... how jet lagged mm. like how jet lag works on your body like even that I, like difference of time and like it's but i think it's that like when he the... leaves at the end and the fact that what you, you were talking about uh or about uh his motivation and like the fact yeah. that he just uh i think like a uh, clearly uh, abe tells him uh stay away from them from all of them like uh, there is in that timeline an innocent Aaron who hasn't gone back in time yet and he's still yeah, the family man. Abe is trying to save The thing is that that Abe is that Aaron isn't the attic and his wife thinks that there's rats yeah, in the attic. It's, it's crazy. So, yeah, like that's amazing. Oh yeah, there's a scene where she's yeah, like, yeah, and he's oh, like, there's and birds she, in the attic, and, and she says, doesn't he? He's like, there's. She thinks that there's there's. Does it rats? Birds. But, I oh, think it's she birds. She thinks that yeah. no. She thinks that there's rats, and Aaron says, oh no, they're birds. Like, uh, don't worry about it. It's just birds. It's not rats. But it's fucking Aaron Zero's up there. Like, yeah. Aaron... Uh, Aaron hey, original Aaron. Original Aaron's up there. You so have there's to keep no, her. There's, like, the guy that is there as innocent Aaron is Aaron too. Like, Jesus the, crazy, the yeah. one that went back the first time to go because the, yeah. he's the guy that they have the fight and then decide not to have the, the fight. And he, uh, Aaron, the last Aaron goes. But it's the, the, the difference between him and Abe as well. The Abe decides to stay... To f- to make sure that the original Abe doesn't go back to tell Aaron, Aaron that about goes, the machine, but he doesn't know that the Aaron that is there knows about the machine already. Already, yeah, he's so already, it's completely because yeah, he's it's brought the original. machine back. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not it's not original Aaron that he's talking to. Yeah, because original Aaron is somewhere in the attic. <laughs> <laughs> Just scratching. It, it, it reminded me of the the Simpsons. Uh, 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 Treehouse of Horror thing mm. that Bart has the evil twin. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ogre or whatever the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the Igor that they keep Igor. him that they keep him in the, the attic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they just Igor. feed him like fish with heads the, through the, the little tooth and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. I love the Simpsons. <laughs> I love it. So like uh, obviously the, like the film very uh, consciously is looking back on the 
on Steve Jobs and uh, oh yeah yeah uh, and then vending the, whole, the like, yeah. pirates of Silicon Valley uh, and obviously like uh, I I think uh, it is making a comment about like the ethics both both of obviously like in the film is the ethics of time travel but but I think it is really talking about like I was saying that about the film was done right after the dot com boom like it came out in two thousand and four yeah. but it was filmed in two thousand and two. And that was a that was literally right after the whole Enron scandal and the yeah. dot com bubble burst in New York, and people lost millions and hundreds of billions of dollars were lost over all these like uh, unsavory practices in the technology industry. Like, uh, but Silicon Valley's fine though. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like they're, <laughs> they're all bad. sound people, you know. Nothing like, uh, bad happens in oh, Silicon so Valley. It's like J P Morgan. <laughs> Steve Jobs liked wheatgrass juice, you know. Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's like he must have automatically been into. Yeah, he liked you know, his like, uh, slave Chinese people as well. So, and, uh, there's and more than one iPhone in this room, dude. <laughs> and I think it's like, uh, <laughs> and they're listening. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, and another thing that like a. Um, the film very very clearly uh is is a is a pynchon-esque uh film like you can tell that shane carrot has read a lot of thomas pynchon there is one line in, in it that an is interesting a, observation uh he absolutely has there is a line in it that is lifted directly from gravity's rainbow uh the question wasn't uh, are we being paranoid the question is are we being paranoid enough uh, <laughs> and i think that is thomas pynchon down to a t uh the way the the, the story disintegrates at the end very clearly as all echoes gravity's rainbow like their gravity's rainbow sort of follows the same path as this movie in which there is kind of a linear kind of progression of the story and then something happens about 30 30 percent from the end of the book and everything just shatters only like about 500 direction. pages from the end yeah well yeah, yeah it's, it's a pretty fucking long book uh but like uh, i i think is it is one of the most postmodern films I've ever uh, I've ever seen, uh, and it's one of the. What's f- a dirty f- word? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well like, but like uh, it's one of those things that like uh, like postmodernism is is a difficult thing to put a f- finger on, but when you read it, but it is there are books and authors that you read and you clearly can tell okay this is postmodernism. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's a like, term. The actual like term Don is Delilo or Willing Gladys yeah. or or Pynchon, but when people try to make that into films, they is very hard to translate it across it's the same way it's the same reason why nobody's ever made a good adaptation of a james joyce story you know like modernism and postmodernism, all all these kind of uh movements don't really translate into film as mm. well as they work on the page like what i think in this film like it really manages to to bring that across like very much this like film a, has a type of structure that i i'd never seen it being uh, labeled so i usually call it a pressurized storytelling that it because like if you put the like the film let's say upside down so the beginning of the movie is at the top and mm-hmm. the end of the movie is the bottom like imagine that there's gravity there part of the pun of a gravity's <laughs> rainbow is that like the top is like bigger parts so because it's at the top it's heavier and it starts pressurizing the the bottom so it becomes like a like like a cafeteria yeah that it starts like it becomes denser as you go along and also quicker in its movements because each layer becomes you could apply that model to a lot of films though yeah like there's a quite a lot of films that have it but uh not to the extent like usually films like this in the sense tightly wind as this yeah But that's the thing is that like usually films that are like that are either like are usually short, like really 
located in a few locations that com- you come back to. Yeah, like a chamber piece or yeah. something. Yeah, and something that uh, is designed that you need uh, in the beginning enough, like spoon feeding, not to the level that other films have, but enough to get you going, like almost turning the engine slowly mm. before you can put it into fifth gear. Not at just the throwing end. you in. Yeah, and I think that what it does is that, uh, in a storytelling sense, is that it makes it feel a lot more complicated than it is. Is that because in the beginning you have a lot more time to start putting the pieces together? Is that in the end, that's where I realize it makes sense when I watch it the first time. And I, number one, when I realized that it does 100% make sense, I went, I'm not gonna start trying to make sense of it yet. Because I want to follow the film. Yeah. yeah. Because if I started, as it's presented. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if I started trying to like decipher it on the first, you're gonna go, miss the forest for the trees. Yeah. But the on the second, I don't go, think it's, it's just gonna... a puzzle. It is a puzzle. Well, like, it, it is, makes... but I don't think it's just a puzzle. Oh no, no, hundred percent. No, but yeah. that's the thing; it's the same as a puzzle of an art piece that you've never seen. Is that once you put the pieces together, you can see the entire picture. It doesn't mean that the entire picture is not as uh, uh, intriguing or uh, as uh, like what you call it as enigmatic as yeah. what the puzzle was before you put the pieces in the order that they're meant to be and yeah. that's what i loved about this movie that I mean, I once the, the pieces work together and i sat back and i was like and okay and i, and like, I took okay. everything in it's when the real the real film was there and something that you're saying about like post 9 11 stuff I, I thought more as well even though it came out after Remind me of like the the war on terror in a way, hmm. like uh, and the way of like uh, going blindly thinking that you're doing the right thing, and each decision that you're making, you're just making problem, it yeah. worse and worse and worse, and it's, and the consequences become longer and longer yeah, and further reaching. And you start having to be like as confusing as, as the characters are that you no longer are the person that you were in the beginning just by the fact of having to go through all that stuff (laughs) yeah i i love the fact that despite all their care and the fact that they're obviously very intelligent men scientists and they're going about it if there is a smart way of going about it (laughs) that's how they're going about it it takes literally like a day and a half yeah for everything to go to shit yeah uh (laughs) but it has that that great no marty mcfly uh but 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 I love it because because they know this and they still do it. Like there's the line right before Abe and Aaron go together for the first time. Uh, although at the stage, obviously, we like afterwards we know that uh, Aaron has actually gone through already. But uh, yeah. but when when Aaron goes to Abe, uh, do you think this is safe? And Abe tells him, I don't think there's any way that this. you can look at it that that would make this safe. <laughs> but uh, but it, it it's just it's the great kind of a. Uh, it's always been the great question in science, like just because you're able to do something, should you do it? You yeah. know. Oh and, yeah. And what, what, what's and the what do you then use it were, for? Mm, Financial still, gain. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Immediately, that's what they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. You were so worried about if you could do it that you never stopped to wonder should you do it? Fucking Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, man. <laughs> Life yeah. finds a way. So many times, callbacks. <laughs> But the every time go the other thing as well that you're mentioning that, that it's uh, important to point out as well that even though Abe is meant to be the sympathetic character, is that he actually creates the single person box before showing Aaron mm. that they could time travel the watch. 
Yeah. Is that he pushed it all the way to the end to before revealing that to his friend. And in a way, it's kind of like... Uh, he also could have stopped it. Mm. Yeah. When it starts very rapidly to go downhill. And they know that, like... I mean, how, mm. how early into it does his ears start bleeding? Never mind yeah. any of the other no, repercussions. Because, that, because that's not Aaron that you think it is on the timeline. Yeah, that's true. Like, but Abe doesn't know that at the time. Yeah, but, like, that's the thing. is that, But that's why Aaron is not really worried. Because he's like... Well, oh. no. <laughs> it's not my first rodeo. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's kind of interesting. I do. I think the character of Abe is, is definitely um, such an Abe. Sy- symp- <laughs> sympathetic in comparison to Aaron, definitely. But at the same time, like they're both idiots. Like there's yeah. no, there's no question. Like you're yeah, watching yeah. this, just going, "Oh God, don't get into the box." <laughs> and what's in the box? And the thing is that, like, obviously Shane Carruth uh, has had like has a career after this, but. Like the guy that plays Abe, David Sullivan, is brilliant in the mm. the part. I yeah, think that yeah. I'm surprised. He's done bits and pieces, but I was looking him up yesterday, and he hasn't really done. He's popped up in like episodes of like Law and Order, and things yeah, like, like yeah. I'm surprised uh, that he hasn't showed. He's in Justified. Uh, is a, he? Yeah, I don't. I can't remember what character is a single episode character. Interesting. But, uh, but he up. is in Justified. He looks like a younger brother of Noah Emmerich. Nah, he does like they're both ginger, man. Like, uh, that's literally it. Not all ginger. That's a little bit racist, reckon. Like, uh, if you ask me, ginger man le- looks <laughs> like Donald Gleason as well, doesn't he? Like, uh, like, uh, and and you can do it with pretty girls, much like, every ginger. Looks I've like seen Christina Hendricks, like... you know? Like, oh, uh, she is. A, <laughs> that, she's a fake redhead. Is she? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it. It's she's blonde, fucking, I think. Isn't yeah, she? yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a oh, but like dark blonde. If yeah, I'm strawberry blonde. That's you're what. absolutely breaking my heart. Don't go breaking my heart. Oh God! So, uh, uh, do you have any questions, Felipe? As it is the, um, I think uh, first of all, like, uh, will you um, be watching Upstream Color after this? Has this uh, pushed you towards a uh, more Shane Carruth? <laughs> yes, um, I kind of was curious to watch Upstream Color, anyways, but mm. like, especially like when that come out, 2016, 2015? 15, 13, yeah. Yeah. 13. Yeah, it's, yeah. Is it that old? Yeah, it is. Yeah, a yeah. Few years um, like definitely whenever it came out because i remember mm. getting like interesting reviews let's say but um i'm kind of glad i saw this first though mm. definitely i think that that is a, probably the best way to watch his work I yeah think. kind of go back to the very beginning of like watch the movie that costs only two grand more than the red bear jesus <laughs> fuck when you Don't put spread it that like around, that man. It's like a... <laughs> jesus christ we i hadn't shit. even thought about uh... that that is insane but I do wonder, like, a, like a, I'm not, oh like, a, I'm not a filmmaker myself, so, so I wouldn't even start, th- like, the logistics of making, like, seven grand last with this. Like, a, oh, this that, is another that, that is something, like, when you, when you watch this movie, can you see the money on the screen, or do you, are you able to, like, do you have well, any like idea how he actually managed to pull it off? That's like, where the, uh, money went. <laughs> the money just went to the film stock. It's, uh, and then well, nobody they, else was paid. They say well. it's the Duplass brothers rule that is the same as yeah. this, that is just use what you have. He had a, the cars are all theirs, all the actors are his friends. Yeah, so he just they spent, filmed in his gaff. Yeah, like so a, yeah. He, he, all the libraries, everything, he didn't pay anybody, so everything was music, just everything. equipment yeah he made the music so just he just paid for the music the... is great like, as there's no lighting like, yeah no... so it's camera equipment and and food maybe because yeah. you always feed your, catering or that's whatever, it like a... the other thing about the film is i was like uh, what did you think about the film as a depiction of toxic masculinity actually as well before i'll watch uh i'll watch upstream color uh, uh, to that's the long answer for that yeah, yeah well yeah um 
yeah like um i, I think of the like the, the film operates in a big way as a as a depiction of toxic max masculinity yes uh and Physics i think it's rose. a and it, it it but but not just that but it's like it ends up being the reason why aaron splits up into there are so many aaron's running about at the end of it is essentially because he not because he wants to save uh, abe's girlfriend from the gunman no and but even game. abe's girlfriend is a she is the girl girlfriend. that abe wants to no, use no, she... to get to her dad yeah yeah no For but she money. is but i think yeah. like the the implication is that they are kind of going they are seeing each other like i yeah i definitely bit, got the impression like vague but i think yeah. they are definitely at least kind of seeing each other it's not but like, but, yeah. but then because there there is the aspects of a uh, aaron like a wanting to be the hero and it's like so yeah. funny that his it, mates but it's call all, him hero but it's all ego as well even like how they operate within the garage and everything and like they're, 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 they're like wanting the discovery even not the for... fucking clique oh yeah it's physics but, but even, like, it's but ridiculous like, but it's all like at the end and I think it is one of the most important lines in the film when when Aaron suggests that Abe actually go back in time so he can have his version of Aaron's wife and kid is like so you can have I can have one of them and you can have one of them, you know, like, a, uh, but at the same time, Aaron himself is rejecting the fami- familial unit to go do his thing. Oh yeah. It's completely so, dispensable. So, like so, no... so I think it's kind of interesting because he, he seems to hold the the family both as a prize and something to run away from, you know, yeah. is, is a validation of him as a man and also that something that he finds a complete burden. Uh, and and when you talk, when you look at it like that, then a time travel machine is like the ultimate male fantasy, you know. Uh, uh, and yeah. I I do wonder, it's like, what kind of movie we would have gotten if it if it been a couple of female inventors making the film, you know? It is it is funny, like how like I I do wonder how much of it is, it is intentional, how much of it is just kind of like the fact that this is two thousand and four. But like even from the early scenes, whenever they're all sitting around the table and they're all there and like their little sits and everything and like she's just wandering around the background like doing the washing or mm. like making them food or whatever and like they're almost like little boys doing their homework or something yes. and she's their mom they're like the yeah, stranger like, kids kids yeah like the fact that the demagogue this, despite the fact that he has like a child he's able to you know like something that is a massive responsibility and should dictate mm. most of your life he's somehow able to time travel like every day for an entire week you know what i mean it's like yes there are two of him but like you know what i mean that he is able to completely wholeheartedly and without there's not one scene where like she's ringing him up going oh my god pick up the kids like whatever it's like well oh, like they gotta go pick up the but kids they're time traveling nine like to a, five kind of there thing there is a bit yeah, that he yeah, says but... uh, i i gotta drop uh i gotta drop her off to scale first uh when they're when they're going about uh i think it's when he was talking about uh them going back at five o'clock in the morning so that he can punch her man just before they come, just before they come across uh, Rachel's dad. Oh yeah. Uh, they're like, okay, but I have to, I have to. Also, like the he goes, like I have to time travel because I didn't get a good night's sleep tonight because the kids were like woke me up with the the car alarms outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's like so good. it's so like minimal. It's like like Abe is getting to the stage <laughs> that like he burps in front of somebody. It's like I'll be back in like. Dude, well, but that's different iteration. But that's the amazing yeah. thing as well. Like, uh, and that was such a colossal hot fuck when he's like, "Okay, we'll do that, and then uh, we'll we'll go back and we'll stop the kids from uh, hitting the alarms. So then I won't wake up, and you and I won't have this conversation." And Bob's your scene, uncle. I had to pause you know, it. Like, uh, I had to pause like, it and go I was wait. Like, what? Come again? <laughs> yeah, like that. That scene in the kitchen, and then like where they're like, I'm like, wait, 
But have you, what? That's oh, so, and you really have to like sit and you kind of have to like sort of draw it out in your head where it's like, okay, they're there now. And then this the is elliptical gonna, you know. nature. And then of yeah. course, yeah. like, a, and, it, and it really conveys how scary it would be in real life. Like when they're having the, the conversation after they find uh, your one's dad. Yeah. And they're like, this conversation didn't exist in the first run through. They're aware that even though something has changed for them, they haven't been through the machine at that stage. So they're living their primary uh, world, so to speak. But they're aware that they actually are living on a secondary world already and there's nothing they can do about it because the dad yeah. actually altered the reality. So how scary is that? Because at least in the uh, in the first few times, like they're the ones actually going through. Yeah, they're, yeah, so they're in control. To some it. extent, they feel like they're in control, but now they're getting like a, somebody else is fucking with their reality and they can't do anything about it. Like no matter what happens, that reality has already been shifted. Uh, I found that so terrifying. It's like, like the the paradox that does exist that it's like if time travel is possible, it already exists. Yeah. Mm. So like uh, the, it doesn't matter what time period you are, if time travel is possible, it already exists and it has already been invented. Oh god, those things just give me such a headache. It's like a. It's no, I, I, it's you, you, you kind of get the headache, but also, like, but it's like a fun saying, headache. You oh know? yeah, like, but at the same time, it's more just like uh, it's like a brain freeze. You know, it's like you get a bit of a yeah. the brain freeze hurts, but you're getting it because you're having like some ice cream or a slurpee or something. Well, so like, it's I, like I, I did, yeah, it's great, you know, I like, did uh, go and uh, look at a lot of like on the way to work the other day. Google like the uh, time traveler pictures. Have you seen them? Pictures mm. that people can't understand. Like obviously, most of them are just uh, coincidence or whatnot. But it's like somebody oh, that like looks real, like they're like holding like so. a rifle, uh, the like a Kalashnikov. It looks like a Kalashnikov, but it's like the eighteen hundreds or something. Oh, or I love that shit. Somebody just walking <laughs> and it's like, like with clearly like a phone, yeah. but it's like nineteen uh, ten or something. <laughs> So like you don't, but obviously like they're all like, to like old school Photoshop fairies. Yeah. And photographs mm-hmm. and stuff. Like fucking molders over there. Photoshop. Yeah. The just do the, the Lee Harvey Oswald and like just put the, <laughs> the burger book. The burger Nothing book. is real. I think is, is really the conclusion. Of and this, that is postmodernism. <laughs> and uh, like, uh, and I nice wonder, I wonder what uh, Felipe Orlan Ricardo will, say about this movie in the second iteration of this podcast i just uh, can i give a shout out to has anyone seen the community multiple timelines episode uh, no the darkest oh. timeline episode that's that's another quite fun um well dan Harmon does love that like rick well, and morty yeah, is pretty well, much yeah, just that the, like, the community episode is also particularly fun so uh felipe um uh, what's your favorite thing about primer it's quite hard to pick because i like pretty much everything about it particularly the aesthetics uh, i have to say we didn't talk a lot about the, the performances but i thought they were mm. both great like so naturalistic like I, I think it's key to the film actually working yeah it's yeah. the fact that you don't really feel like their actors acting you feel like you're a fly on the wall but, but it's um, part of the script as well that how they they're always talking over oh, each yeah, other which makes it much yeah. more difficult to understand what's happening right uh, but i think just because of the film being such a such a clockwork kind of work of precision it has to come down to the script for me like a like the script if the script wasn't as sharp and as clever and as well thought out uh, everything else in the film wouldn't work you know like a, mm. so it's one of it would feel gimmicky yeah it's one of the greatest scripts i've ever I, i've ever come across like a, a 
and I think that's definitely my favorite thing about it. But I could literally see another twenty things <coughs> is, is definitely one of my favorite films. Uh, Norla, what's your favorite thing? Uh, I think probably the way they handle the the time travel itself, because like that, it's such a trope, and it does tend to get shoved into things as just a trope. And I think like actually grappling with the philosophical and ethical like considerations of something like it, it's just it's it's so well done and just them like the sheer like mechanics of it of them trying to work it out like in re- like in real time is, is just fantastic um so probably that but at the same yeah like the script as well it's just oh it's so tight it's just like also uh, uh notice what the uh, shankarith also did the production design of this movie like, uh, <laughs> what production design like he created all the boxes and everything <laughs> and uh and the gimmicks and shit uh, my favorite thing this, about this movie, I'm going to be very controversial, uh, very specific as well. My favorite thing is uh, Shane Carruth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, his Wait, work what? in this movie was, in general, like uh, like his work uh, specifically in the job that he actually does in this movie. It's <laughs> uh, is very, is very good. Yeah, like, They're it, all just it, his doubles. If there's one them. movie that can be claimed to be like, authored by one man is this yeah, movie yeah. oh like... this is a proper author and he is an yeah. author and i think that's actually quite a a rare thing nowadays like a like, like a, a, upstream color is the same as that. he does everything in no but upstream literally color, this uh, is the only way to be an author filmmaker mm. because a tr- a true. the moment that you have anybody else that has a creative input in the movie is no longer an author yeah, yeah, even if you're the director and the leader you're no longer like a that's why I believe in directors that have a certain style and strong visual style or narrative uh, drive or whatever, but uh, they're not auteurs because they're it's by like just that very collaborative yeah. process. Like okay, that. well, we're not going to get into author theory. Uh, but, well, like, the, there's a certain point to, to, mm. to be made about it regarding this movie. But, yeah, like, Shanko Ruth is my favorite thing in this movie. Uh, I, I must add as well that uh, 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 my first visit to your podcast. Uh, Beyond, uh, you weren't too keen on Beyond the Black Rainbow, and I was okay with that because I thought it was a. I I thought even when I was watching, it was like it's a really polarizing movie. But uh, but I'm so relieved that you guys liked this one because because uh, I I really really love. Well, this on this timeline, um... <laughs> not the darkest timeline. Um, no, I think it's that kind of movie where even if you didn't like it, um, you couldn't walk away and not being interested by it. Mm. I think if you just kind of. Perhaps if you were in a particular mood or something, or if you just really dislike sci-fi or movies that like are this challenging, then perhaps. But you can't you can't walk away from this and not find something. It's interesting a literally like slap in the face kind of filmmaking yeah. that it just goes like even if you're tired, just it up. just wakes you up, going like, what would this is happening? And what's your least favorite thing? If there is anything, I don't really think I like I have anything off the top of my head that i that i change it i i don't even think it's too short like i i, mm-hmm. I could i could have had it being longer just because i enjoyed spending time in that world yeah uh, and i Many definitely worlds could have, within the world. yeah or, or worlds plural like mm-hmm. uh, but uh but i think is pretty much one of those films that i wouldn't change a single shot in it uh i think is for what it tries to do is just about perfect and cool. orla <laughs> Uh, I, I I do think it, it it's just it's the last third that I think is just it unravels too, too much many, pressure too many ways I think and it just watch it again with a pen a pen and paper like it, I kind of oh, felt I do, it the I first do time watch it again like so I'm completely willing to to appreciate that 
Oh god, next it's time too I, much the first time. Next you know time I, I mean? get here and you've got chars on your oh, yeah, walls yeah, and like yeah, yeah, colored yeah. screen. That's like, not unlike me. So. Pepe Silva in the in the fucking it's always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> I've always wanted like a murder or something to solve, just with like my wall and my red twine. So yeah. this will be. My and then favorite. we can just like fucking pan across it in the opening yeah. shots of your of the uh, of your. My my least favorite thing in this movie is Shane Carruth. Uh, and mainly because I'm not Shane Carruth. Um, it's fair. It'll it's never fair. be. Uh, so, uh, fuck you, Shane Carruth. But that's okay, because <laughs> he's operating on another level. Well, like, I could invent my own time machine and go back and be Shane Carruth. Yeah. Like, make this movie. What a man. What a man. Uh, so, on that note... Uh, Thank you. Uh, thank you, Felipe. It was, uh, thank you very much yeah. for having Only me. Great choice. Felipe great has crack. been trying to make me watch this movie since I started college. I'm actually really like, happy that you didn't, uh, or else we wouldn't have been able to do this. some timeline where you did. It's only been 10 years that I know that this movie exists. Forcibly didn't watch it, maybe in spite, because my brother is I can imagine that happening, yes. But not spite of my brother, because my brother, like, the way that he pitched it is the worst way to pitch a movie to me. That is like, this guy made a movie for seven grand. Look what you could do if you were talented. He didn't say those words, but he said, what look he what can be done for that money. And then you watch it You'll and you'd this. be more like going like, why do I even try? Because like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That it's like, uh, but yeah. Uh, that's uh, my cool, point there cool. so uh, or like any uh, final points uh, no just thank you it was a great it was a great pick like, and it, it is one of those weeks where I'm kind of like we could keep going but sadly uh, thank you very much for having me guys like uh, had a great time well, come back anytime and also congratulations Felipe since uh, last time that you were here that you uh, were a finalist I believe or did you win the the Third place. Third oh. place in the what was the name of the, the Francis McManus short story competition? Wow, you got third place. So that's wow. pretty cool. Uh, congratulations nice. with that. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? Not at the moment. Like a uh, uh, watch this space, I guess, uh, for future cool. endeavors. Or dig out your old. Or past endeavors. <laughs> or present endeavors. Oh, dig out, dig out your old totally opens, and you'll find some of Felipe's uh, reviews. Well, like a. That wasn't the joke. <laughs> that was a little bit late on the... Well, <laughs> that was for the JFK. But, uh, um, next week's pick is my film. What are you picking, Ricardo? Uh, the Rules of the Game, directed by Jean Renoir, Ooh. 1939. Excellent. I'm just making sure that... Because that I, when I was walking over, I mentioned to Felipe that that was going to be my pick. And he said, is that a movie with Meg Ryan or something? Or, no, it's just because you said the rules of the game. And I would have said Le Règle de Jeu. Oh, okay. Because, uh, because it's one of those French films that the, the French title is kind of what people refer to. Oh, like yeah. Jules le Gime or whatever. Nobody says yeah. Julie and Jim, and Jim you know. Yeah. Like, uh, so okay. Some people do. You said and the rules funny. of a game. I just thought it was like, uh, I thought. Uh, oh, or okay. Le Circle Rouge is another example. Mm. Uh, and where can they find us, Orla? They can find us on Facebook at The Recommendation Game, on Twitter at The Rec Game. You can email us at TheRecommendationGame at gmail.com. You can find us on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud, which Orla updated. It only took her about two hours. Thank you, Orla. Um, oh, two hours to do it and three months in at the... 
fuck you. Uh, I, have I don't job. do anything. I yeah, don't do he anything. He literally does nothing. I do nothing. Uh, <laughs> except waffle. Brings on the tumbleweed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it's, a, it's an important um, job. <laughs> Um, yeah, you can also donate to Independent Irish Radio on the Dublin Delta Radio Patreon, um, which I think will entitle you to go to some of their great events, but you should also go to anyways, because they are indeed great. Uh, yeah, so that was this week's episode. Thank you, Felipe. Thank um, you. I was Orl Martinez. I was Ricardo Deacon. And I guess I was the guest. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. What's his face? Uh, uh, Dan Stevens. <laughs> Fireball. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>